When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bolin. I hang out with uh, Scott, and we talk about all things automotive and vehicular related, right, Scott? That's right. Today we've got one of those uh, related topics. This is a related topic. This is a doozy. Scott, do you remember when you got your first permit or your first license? I do. Okay. What? How old were you when you got your permit? You know, I was a little older. I was. Uh, I. It wasn't by choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a, a coincidence of where my birthday fell and um, the program that was offered through the school that I went to. Oh, the um, driver's ed program. Yeah, it was through, offered through the school, and I had to take it over the summertime. Um, I could have gone out and paid, you know, for a service that will do it in, you know, a day or three days or whatever right. it is. Uh, but the school offered a program that was – it's a really intense program. Uh, you had to come in at 6 in the morning. You didn't get out until, like, you know, noon or 1 o'clock. Um, several hours of, of study time and then mm. a few hours of drive time, you know, with a few people in the car um, over several weeks. I mean, many weeks. And uh, then at the end of that, though, the, the benefit was – you've had so much behind-the-wheel time with an instructor that you didn't have to do the driving test. Oh, I see. I was wondering uh, what the benefit. You take the written test, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't take the actual driving test when you went to DMV. Mm-hmm. So um, I was a little bit older when it finally happened, but uh, how about you? How, how old are you? Uh, I was 15. I uh, I did take a driver's ed class, but I did. We, our school did not offer one. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had to take the driving test when I took it, and uh, I... You know, one thing that got me, I'm a very attentive person. You know, I love classroom environments, yeah. but I had a hard time paying attention because he talked like this oh, boy. for hours. Let me ask Scott. you this. Did your, did your driving instructor ask you to do anything illegal so that uh, um, it, it fooled you? You had to think about it like I can't turn on red? No, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I read in the notes somewhere here as we get to talking about a yeah. topic that, um, you know, a lot of places will assure you that the instructor will not ask you to do anything illegal to try to fool you. Wow. You know, do a U-turn here or, um, you know, just just turn right right now. Go ahead. Just turn right into that 
yard. Yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. something like that. You know, turn, no turn on red mm-hmm. until you to go or something. Or you like don't that. have to stop at Anyways, the stop sign. All right, what this is all coming down to yes. is we're talking about driving age today. Mm-hmm. And uh, you posed a question to me at one point, is 16 a little too young to be uh, to be driving? Yeah, I, I said I said something like that. I think we're changing the question a little oh, for the purpose I, of the show. Am but, I slanting it? Yeah, but uh, but that is that is an excellent question because for a long time, sixteen has been sort of this anomalous number, right? In, mm-hmm. in terms of what you can do legally as a U.S. citizen, you yeah. still can't vote. No, still no. can't. Uh, let's see, drink, buy uh, adult entertainment, play the lottery. Drink booze, excuse me, or you know, do all these other things, right? You can't all, all the good stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're slanting it, but uh, yeah. but yeah, but for some reason, sixteen you can drive. Yeah, sixteen you can drive, and that and you know what? That age actually, I'm looking at a list here of mm. um, the minimum licensing age by state. Yeah, it does did, vary. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, it, it's actually really interesting. Pretty interesting because some of them go down as far as fourteen, um, and you know that's that states Ooh. like Alaska and right. Arkansas, um, Iowa, I believe is one, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of these states Wyoming. are yeah. wide open, rural. Uh, mm-hmm. There's that word, rural. Rural. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but, but oh. they go they go as high as seventeen and a half. Uh, 17 and a half years old as well. Well, now let's differentiate because when we're talking about minimum licensing age, these you don't get a full license when you're 14. Correct. You get a, a sort of a, a permit. You get a JV license. Oh, you know what, though? What's I'm that? looking at the note here. What's that? Alaska says, and this may be an old list, but um, is there a required before a regular license? And it says no. Oh. Um, and there's no minimum, month, no minimum uh, period for your... I hate to dispute you. I'm sorry, but no, I, think, no, no. I think there's a couple of exceptions. They're probably, wow. they're probably very rare. Okay. But yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right that in most cases, like where I come from uh, in Michigan, when I got my license, it was six months. You had to have your permit mm-hmm. for six months. There's a minimum period required where you can only drive with a parent or an instructor or a guardian of some kind. Okay. Uh, someone that, that is of legal age, not a friend. It has to be somebody who is a, a guardian of some, tor- mm-hmm. some sort to you. Not your best buddy. No, not somebody <laughs> who's 21 that you happen to know that graduated five years before you. So in Alaska, then people would just be able to get a license at 15? I believe, you know what, I, I'm going to say yes, according to this list, but wow. that may have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a lot of them have... Um, indefinite periods for when the uh, the permit expires because mm-hmm. permit's only good for so long. Uh, sometimes it's four years, six years, sometimes it's a month. Other times it's not even required at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, others are just a matter of days. So it, this this varies greatly from state to state. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what our, I guess our focus here on this one is, mm-hmm. um, is 16... This age that's set up for some reason is it is it too young is it is it too young to be behind the wheel because of what you had mentioned mm-hmm. you know where you're not legally an adult yet you know where you're able to uh, you know purchase firearms and uh, um, drink and you know right, whatever right. what have you um, is 16 too young because a car is a serious responsibility a car is in the wrong hands a very very dangerous machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes in the right hand, accidents still happen. Uh, the reason we were really talking about this is there, there's been more and more um, scientific evidence coming forward that shows that the, the brain is still undergoing changes at the time, you know, during adolescence pretty much. No, clearly. It's, yeah. it's puberty, you know, and, <laughs> and people have every, every sort of 
strange, awkward thing that could happen to you in your life uh, will at some point occur during puberty. Sure. Um, that's not a fact. That's opinion. That's not the scientific finding. Oh, I understand. Finding. No, I, I agree. But uh, so the question is then with, um, you know, we do know some things about six a 16-year-old driver versus a 64-year-old driver, for instance. Okay. A 16-year-old driver will tend to have better eyesight, will tend to have faster reflexes or reaction times specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, both vital. Both vital. Uh, a 16-year-old driver will tend to have much much less experience than a 64-year-old driver. Obviously. With the ability, you know, um, and when it comes to driving, really, it's, I hate to say it because it's kind of a catch-22, so I hope none of our 12-year-old fans get mad at me, but uh, it's going to be very dangerous to drive on the road um, when you first start. Sure. Because without experience teaching you how to react and with this amazing reaction time, you're you're much more likely to get involved in an accident. That's true. Yeah, you know why? Because there's a lot of strategy involved mm-hmm. in driving, and uh, strategy is something that you can only gain through experience. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like you said, the 64 year old is going to have the benefit of that, of of wisdom. You know, the the under the belt, uh, you know, experience already. Mm-hmm. And it just comes down to, like you said, a, a matter of of experience versus inexperience. And and the the big thing here is when when people are talking, are they uh, are they fur it or again it? Uh, just to you know, <laughs> you're speaking right. my language. That's right, fur it or again it. Uh-huh. Uh, when you're when you're saying that you're for raising the age to 18, a lot of people say that you know that may that may actually result in saving lives. Mm-hmm. And there's well, there, here's some evidence of of this that I can I can mention from a while yeah. back. I got an older study from AAA. Um, this one goes back to, well, it's not that old, but 94. You know how these studies take a long time to sure. compile all the data and everything. 1994 to 2004, okay, so a 10-year block of time, there were 30,917 deaths between, uh, you know, drivers between the ages of 15 and 17. That's with somebody behind the wheel between the ages of 15 and 17. That's 30,917 wow. deaths. One-third of those were the drivers themselves the other two thirds were passengers in the in the vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, pedestrians, and passengers of other other vehicles that they collided with. Um, so you know, that's that's pretty damning right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the lack of experience that you mentioned before, I know it's controversial um, because you got to got to understand it's not really all about convenience. It's uh, it's about safety. Right. And a lot of parents like the idea of, you know, the kids driving at 16 because they can take themselves to soccer practice. Mm-hmm. They can drive to swimming practice in the morning or to they school. They can get a job at the Mickey D's. Exactly. They can get a job and they can, you know, come and go as they please. They don't have to drive them over to their friend's house, um, mm-hmm. you know, with restraints, of course. Um, as far as, you know, like what, you know, the times and everything, of course, they're going to be under that kind of type of, um, what do you call it, curfew. Curfew, yeah. yeah curfew sure. restrictions. But, um, I don't know, I think I think there's reasons... Well, the reasons for it, sure, of course. I mean, like we mentioned, uh, convenience, but the reasons against it. Do you know? Do you know what those might be? I. Just, why, why would you not, or why would you think that somebody would argue that it's not uh, something that you want to do to uh, to raise it to say eighteen years old? Why you don't want to? Yeah. Why would you not want to? Why would you think the the main argument would be? If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. 
It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, I don't know about the main argument, but there are several that are that hold a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is definitely an argument about um, how it would affect the economy because we'd be losing more drivers. We're already tending to lose um, younger drivers. I think if you look at the numbers, uh, it went from, I think, 50-something percent of new drivers got a license as soon as they could in 1987 or so, and mm-hmm. then in 2004, that number's gone down to 42%. No kidding. No kidding. Just And this is a, this is eligible drivers that are just saying, man, I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. This is the straight dope. Really? Yep. Wow. And, okay. And, uh, but then also, uh, I think one good argument, let's see, I'm just pulling things out here, Scott. That's okay. All right, one good argument um, would be I got nothing. I, you know what? <laughs> if I was still 15, I would say lower it to 15. All right. Because uh, it's a long – that one year waiting for a license oh my was gosh. like I aged so so drastically. You know what? When I, when I said I got mine a little bit late, I was just – I was dying to get mine. I, yeah. couldn't, I could not wait. Um, you know, I had all of my friends were driving, of course, for mm-hmm. a couple of years in some cases. And there I am still waiting. You know, um, that was rough. What about this? Maybe, maybe if you take up the driving age to eighteen, it makes too much stuff happen at once. You can all of a sudden, you know, go around and I guess buy cigarettes or lottery tickets. Is this and- an argument against or for? 
Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm fishing. Tell me, <laughs> tell me the primary right, argument. I, I'm curious. Well, the, the, the reasons that I've seen and this is kind of an overwhelming majority here is that, uh, and and they say that raising the driving age won't save lives, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But okay. um, the the main reason is why should everyone pay for the mistakes of a few? You get that? That's a compelling argument. Yeah, but it's I. Th- they, I don't know. That's a well, tough they, one, they Scott. Just, they don't want to be labeled as dangerous you sure. know, just because of their age right. um, or, you know, be responsible for the actions of other, you know, irresponsible teens. Well, there's two ways to look at that. You could look at yourself as being part of a movement to stop people from dying in car accidents. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's two ways. But that is a good – because it's still all these – although there is a higher tendency for accidents um, – it it still is the minority of well, that population. Well, get this right? when you talk about statistics, because statistics yeah. show that men are seventy seven percent likely, more yeah. likely, yep. to kill someone while driving than women. So <laughs> then then the argument becomes: Should women be the only ones allowed to drive? Oh, we need to call uh, Kristen and Molly from yeah. Sminty. Get them to. <laughs> so should w- should women be the only ones allowed on the road? Because you can take the statistics and work them however you'd like in sure. your favor, or uh, you know, make your own argument. Now. One other thing that, uh, you know, I, that's really the, the main thing. I mean, they, they also say it's necessary for mobility uh, because, you know, cities just aren't set up like they used to be. They're set up, they're now, mm-hmm. everything's way across town. There's no, uh, there might be no mass transit to get you from point A to point B. You can't just walk, you know, sure. to the city square mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, go wherever you need to. It's it's now set up so that, you know, the, the towns are sprawling, spaced out. you got to get miles away to get to your school, your practice, whatever you need to get to your right. friend's house. Um, so they're saying, you know, in this convenience versus safety issue, versus safety issue, convenience is a major, major factor. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to mention though, when we, when we talked about, uh, the lack of experience, wouldn't raising the age to 18 years old just make more 18 year old inexperienced drivers than, you know, cause now we've got 16 year old inexperienced right. drivers. You're always, whatever age you set that limit at, you're always going to have the inexperience, Right. That's what you know. That's something that I think is is a very good point because the when we say experience, we're not just talking about experience as a whole. It is true that drivers, if if drivers had to wait till they were eighteen, they would have three extra years of you know finger quote life experience. Yeah, growing up time. Right, right. They're wonder years <laughs> moments, but it doesn't yeah. that doesn't translate to a very the very specific set of skills. And I think I think that's a great point about the. Um, about the intricacies with this issue, because what what's the answer then? Some states have done, you know, as you say, some states have made a minimum permit holding time before you get a real license. Is the answer then to make permit age sixteen or even fourteen or wherever it is, but then but then institute some sort of three year permit until they're eighteen? Could be, you know. And why why do we think why is eighteen a magic number? You know? Yeah, maybe it isn't. Maybe twenty one's the magic number. Maybe I mean you could take this to whatever level you want. Oh, uh, we just, are crushing some young I, young kids right now. I understand. Yeah, but there's there's some real, um, you know, I got this note here. All right. And um, boy, here we go. This is I don't I don't know how old this is, but no, that's a problem. I just grabbed this and I I, uh, I didn't look at the date on it. That's my mistake. But um, someone for the that was the uh, head of the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. Okay. okay. They say they're saying they're advocating for national legislation that would prohibit someone from receiving their first driver's license until they reach the age of eighteen. Okay, so that's okay. what we're talking about, right? That's what we're talking about. It's saying that under such a law, you know, with uh, you know, 
with state legislation, et cetera, that mm-hmm. um, the state, if they do refuse to raise the driving to the age of 18, they could be refused uh, or denied federal highway funds. Whoa. So you're talking about something that would, you know, it would, I don't know, pinch the wallet or uh, tighten no, the belt. No more of, Alaska of the state. exception. And guess what? You know, the state's going to comply. Yeah. Um, if they do have that type of, of power over them. That's such a um, strong arm move, though. It, it really is, yeah. Now, I'm looking back at that list, and mm-hmm. I see that a lot of places have no uh, minimum permit period so, right. or, or a requirement before a regular license. Now, mm-hmm. um, you know, the confusing part is, of course, that doesn't mean a new driver. Let's say, like, you know, I'm, I'm older, I moved to uh, um, Texas, and I get a license. I'm not going to have to apply for a permit and then a license. Right, I'm right. I'm not going to have to have my guardian first ride time. with me. Yeah, <laughs> for six months or whatever. Um, yeah, this is for hilarious. first-time licensees. So mm-hmm. that's the whole goal here is that, um, you know, the, the idea is that the safety thing and the, the age experience and, um, I don't know, the 14-year-old limit, that I believe, I think that comes down to kind of like helping out on the farm type stuff, you know? That's another thing because you pointed it out earlier, and I'm glad we're coming back to it. A lot of the states that have these younger age uh, permit um, capabilities are rural areas where there are farming communities, yeah. you know? Um, and there is uh, the operation. They may be driving a pickup truck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so or, or farm implement of some right, kind. It could right. be a combine or something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they, if even if they're driving a street-legal pickup truck, yeah. odds are they're probably driving it somewhere around um, related to a family business or they're doing um, – Excuse me. Well, down the road to drop off a load of hay or something sure, like that. Maybe. Sure, sure. And uh, we're not we're not saying that everybody no, is hauling hay right. No, no. And and the other thing, Ben, uh, one thing I forgot to mention is What's that, that? Uh, a lot of times I think I think you can apply for I don't know if it's called a hardship case or whatever. Oh, it would an, be an exemption if yeah. if you have uh, a parent say that is uh, uh, handicapped mm-hmm. and you are uh, responsible for you know getting them to and from places. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it would be much easier on the parents if, if they didn't have to, uh, you know, make their way out to the van and help you to, you know, soccer practice, whatever it happens to be. Um, I think you can apply for, you know, an early learner's permit under mm-hmm. situations like that. I don't know how, you know, exactly what that's called, uh, but I believe that there, there are um, ways around yeah, know, the, the minimum age it's you, in some states. You can also apply for uh, exceptions to the curfew rules. Oh, depending on a couple things, I think maybe uh, get on good terms with your teachers, guys, uh, because I think it's someone from your school and a parent. Oh. You have to get, you know, you have to have an adult sort of write some reference letters and sponsor you and say, Isn't okay, that interesting. Little yeah. Johnny does need to drive at three in the morning for some reason. Yeah. But we trust him. Okay. So th- so it is possible to do that Paper stuff. Paper route, maybe. You know, this is something, that's a good point. This is something I want to hear from the listeners on because as we were talking about this and I, I was thinking on it and my gears were slowly turning, mm-hmm. I started thinking it is so easy for me to say raise the driving age because yeah. I'm, not six, I'm not 16, yeah, 17, or 18. You're not you within know? the demographic here. Right, right. And um, the question is... Are, are we fairly qualified? Like, are we qualified at all to say this? I would say that we are. Hmm. Um, but I would definitely say that you and I are both missing a very important component of this, of, of this conversation, you know? I want to hear what a 15 and a half year old thinks about this. Exactly. Especially, oh, especially 
a 15 or 16 year old girl who's thinking, you know, 77% of, of these things, I'm sorry, 77% more likely is what we said earlier. More likely. I don't want to slant it, but I do want to point out what you said earlier. It could be, could seem incredibly unfair. True. Like why, why, why should these, uh, good drivers or non-accident prone drivers be, you know, lumped in with the bad apples. That, well, that's the whole argument. Yeah. Man. That's the, uh, you know, why should I pay for the, uh, the mistakes of the few? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, let's let's hear from some listeners that are mm-hmm. of age or, or will be of age mm-hmm. uh, to drive very soon. And I uh, would like to hear what you, you think about this because it's under consideration in many, many states now. Yeah, this is something that we might actually have to do an update podcast on. Yeah, we might have to. In, in a little while. But um, not just not just the youngins who are for Guinness. Let's also hear from the curmudgeons, the old codgers. You know, if you... If Me you, included. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be joining you there pretty soon. I'm starting <laughs> to feel like... And just to prove to you guys how much we like listener mail, you want to do some right now? Uh, you know what? I do. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, Ben, I've got one here from Al, and Al is a truck driver from Connecticut. Uh, uh, that's the email, right? Correct. I remember this guy. Okay, good. Awesome. He is, uh, he's writing with a suggestion for a future podcast, and he mentioned semis and how they work, sharing the road, safety, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like weight, size, power, stopping distance, you know, pet peeves, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he has a long, long list. <laughs> um, and he has a side note relating to the, I think he meant driverless cars. Mm-hmm. Um, about 15 to 20 years ago, he says driverless trucks were tested for a short time. The first tractor-trailer combination had a driver, followed by two other trucks in which the drivers were sleeping. Uh, The idea was that when the convoy got to its destination, the sleeping drivers would wake and start their day of deliveries. I remember the test was a success, except for the public opinion, which wasn't hip to big, scary trucks without a driver. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can imagine. So, anyways, he thinks the listeners might benefit from a better understanding of these, uh, these giant trucks all around us on the highway. And then here's the reason I'm reading this whole note right now. Okay. <laughs> I thought this was pretty interesting. All right. <laughs> Tell me if you, th- you think this is true or not. All right. I don't know if you've been told this before, Scott, but you sound just like Bob Newhart. <laughs> same, <laughs> same voice, same phrasing. It's almost scary. Thanks for your time, <laughs> Al. <laughs> now, Bob, Bob Newhart's 80 years old, but I think I know what he's getting at for the, uh, for the delivery. I think, uh, I think he might be right on. You know, it's weird because we've never shown anybody a picture of your office uh, with the ju- the life-size Newhart cut out and the <laughs> yeah, little Newhart right. action figure. I am. I'm a Bob Newhart fan. I'll tell you that. I've, I've watched him, you know, over the decades, I should mm-hmm. say. That's and, why I uh, remember the email. I was wondering if you were going to read yeah, that Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, that's uh, that was hilarious. I mean, I, I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's right. Scott Newhart Benjamin. I, I think he's right. And sometimes more than others. Usually it's when I'm searching for words. Mm. Uh, a little bit of a stutter, a little stammer, you know, that kind of uh, delivery. You kind get, of, I mean, you've got a great voice, man. <laughs> you got a great voice. Like an 80-year-old. <laughs> Which is all right. I don't think he. I don't he's, think he's talking about the eighty-year-old. The guy's Bob a pro. Newhart. The guy's a pro. I like him. Bob Newhart is a pro. Yeah, he is. And it sounds like Al is a pro too. So that's an interesting yeah. idea. Well, thank you, Al. I appreciate the note, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we're looking to doing some because uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're important. If you have suggestions for episodes that you would like to hear or comments, please hit us up at Facebook on Car Stuff, Twitter Car Stuff HSW, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott's awesome blog. Um, go ahead and pop by HowStuffWorks.com if you have a question about anything automotive related. And if somehow you can't find the answer there, uh, just send us an email at CarStuff at Discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug right, needed. Let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... 
Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.